Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Poole. And I'm podcast we've hacked hundreds of entrepreneurs hindsight to help you the listener with better foresight now guys if you want to know all about what we can do to help you focus on being you head over to gethhm.com keep pushing through those ups and downs that we all will have we're still going to have amazing conversations with amazing people hindsight hacking boils down to amazing conversations with some amazing people All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we are joined by another fellow Denver resident hanging out with us. We could have done this together, but no, we're sitting in three different places on Zoom today. But nonetheless, we're still going to have a great conversation for everybody listening. But our guest today, the one, the only, Miss Kristen Olson. So if you don't know, There's a podcast out there called Turmeric and Tequila. All you got to do is look at the video and you can see the big old sign right there from Kristen. So we're going to dig in to that because everyone needs a little turmeric and everybody definitely needs a little tequila. So, and then hopefully we're going to learn more because I think you're all going to need a little Kristen, but who Kristen is, she's an experienced and innovative marketing professional with 20 plus years experience in brand development and management of particular expertise with strategic partnerships. So if anybody knows Ron and I, they know that we talk brand development. They know that we love strategic partnerships and JVs and all kinds of fun things. So Kristen, I think you're going to be speaking our language, but a couple other things. She's a tactical planner team. She has a mission-driven business on humans. Like we got to get into that. Humans is a big thing for you diversity and inclusion, brand awareness and audience expansion. Like these are just some of the bullet points that everyone's going to learn a little bit more about. So without further ado, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. The formal bio always cracks me up. All those are true things, but really I'm just a dog mom and a podcaster. So that sums up my nutshell right there. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to get into it. One, I love that artwork behind you. That is Phenomenal. I want to talk about that. That is awesome. Did you do that? I did not. Although we're turmeric and tequila is all about graceful disruption, challenging status quo. And I'm here for my creatives. We're doing leaning a lot of that of them. We're leaning into a lot of creativity in general and creatives on turmeric and tequila and art being one of them. Pop art is kind of like the rebel of all formal art. So we had to lean in and grab some pop art and it's actually a Chanel bottle from big wall. It's fabric. It's actually really cool. No, I did not. I can't take claim. Okay. All right. Well, there's that. I definitely think it's cool. And I'm not sure why I didn't have any tequila for this, Corey. Like, what is going on? Like, I know it's, I know. How often do you drink tequila on air? Like, do you, how many people show up and they're like, oh, we got to, we got to have some tequila ready. (laughs) I know it's so dangerous when you're adding tequila and a recorded microphone. It started out. We, I always, we always having like a drink, a couple of shows. We had like a few drinks that were like really fun and, and got into it. But lately, like the conversation has been so intentional and heavy and like uncomfortable. And that's over here. There's been no tequila involved at all, which I'm okay with. Because we wanted to, you know, get into diversity and inclusion and just some, you know, complicated conversations. The tequila might have helped, to be honest. I don't know. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, hmm, yeah. <laughs> might have opened up some doors. <laughs> but before well, we get too far into it, before we get too far into it, why don't you take a moment to tell your story a little bit, a little bit more about your background, what brought you to your company, 
and why you started it. Sure. Well, the quick-ish 411, longtime athlete, two athletic parents, played lacrosse in college, and there really wasn't a lot of lacrosse out here in Colorado at the time. So went out east, came back, started Colorado Rising Stars Lacrosse, my first company. Didn't really know what I was doing. We just did everything, tournaments, team sales, camps, everything to satisfy the lacrosse market. Fast forward, we got a pro team out here, started to get bigger. And I really hated that it was a white, rich kid sport. And it had taken me all over the world, literally. And it had provided so much for my life. And I was lucky that my public school, shout out Eagle Crest, happened to have lacrosse. So we flipped the script for my first company and did as much as we could for free and learned how to navigate strategic partnerships. I didn't know what that was back then, but we would partner with like Cliff Bar and they would give us a bunch of product. It was slightly healthier than what most kids were eating back then. And we'd go into like field days in schools, places where normally that like companies couldn't get. And we created out this creative strategy to kind of do product placement and partnerships early on. And we were really guarded, especially working with kids with who we worked with. So we tried to get like the healthiest, the cleanest. And again, this is 20 years ago. So it was still clean-ish. And then CrossFit took off. And so we kind of just took the same methodology and put it towards CrossFit. And again, we have a bunch of more white, rich people. So we're trying to diversify that. That's still minimally diverse. Lacrosse is actually doing a better job than CrossFit, I think. But we had similar strategies that were just taking off. And eventually I, I founded KO Alliance when we specifically started working with influencers and, and now we're specific into mission-driven businesses, 501c3s and guys that are really intentional with what they're doing, what they're putting out on our planet, what kind of fuel, as in food, consumer packaged goods. We work with the people that are probably doing a little bit harder and probably have a little bit less budget, but that's where our heart space now is really helping them build the brand, build the message and helping them strategically align with key voices. A lot of that's influencers-ish, but really building that out intentionally and getting mutually beneficial relationships for the long-term versus like paid for post type stuff. Love that. And so how does... Turmeric and tequila fit into that. How does that whole thing, you know, sit together and work for you? Yeah. Well, so longtime athlete, as I said, and I'm also um, a professional fun haver. I like a good time. I like being out there. And it's always been kind of a tough balance being a competitive athlete and being a, a party animal. And we, I, I'm pretty good at the at the balance. And that's kind of where the turmeric came in. It's anti-inflammatory. So if you had long nights or long days, you can supplement accordingly. But really at getting more into like the branding and marketing, I saw this takeoff of influencers and Instagram and filters and kind of this really unrealistic expectation for people out there, particularly young people. So with CRS Across, my first business, I was working with young kids and I was watching how their interaction with social media was changing. And then as my business was growing, so was social media. And I saw this impact on our kiddos that was just crazy. And it, you know, it started off of like body image issues and should I be eating? Should I do this? And like the Kardashians are doing this. And now it was into like mental health and suicide. Like we went from zero to 90 really fast. And I'm like, I just felt as responsible as a marketer and branding professional to start telling the truth and highlighting really good people that maybe didn't want to be influencers and get them on the mic and showing that there can be, things can be done a different way. And you can be turmeric and tequila. And it's not about drinking or supplementing or all that or anything. It's about living your truth and doing it your way and stopping, you know, interrupt the noise of all these fed messages that are coming through to you during, through your social media. Cause a lot of our kids, like they're in front of their phones and we didn't really grow up with the phones the way, you know, they are. It's in front of them all the time. And our founding statement on Tumor and Together really is reality is nothing more than applied meaning. So if all my meanings coming through the cell phone, I'm telling you, this is the truth. We're, we're screwed in the long term. So I'm glad there's people like us out there saying like, mm, you can look at Instagram. You can see these things. It's not all bad. And there are really great regular humans doing really incredible things you can also be inspired by. I, I, I love all that. It's funny because as you were talking, I can't remember where I heard it, but they were saying, you know, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, 
kids wanted to grow up to be like fireman, policeman, all of these things. And now they want to grow up to be YouTubers. Yep. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I want to be a YouTuber. And it's like, is that, that, that's a thing, right? And that's, that's what we want to do, right? And my daughter, yeah. she was, she was, she made a movie. I mean, it's funny because I make movies, but I never like showed her to make the movie. And she goes, you want to see my movie? And it was actually pretty good. Okay. But, like she, she's like, that's something that interests her and she wants to do those things. So I love that. I love the whole reality statement. I, I really want to just dive more into the mission and how your, your business is creating that mission, living that mission. Cause Corey and I, it's all about impact and making sure we're impacting the impactors. And that is how our company is set up, put together. That's the only people we work with period end of story. And it sounds very similar that, that that's what you're trying to bring into your world. So I'd love to hear more a little bit about the mission and how it's driving your company. Yeah. So well, just through my collective experience, you know, as an athlete, you're exposed to mental conversation about visualization, like really casually. And again, this is like 20 plus years ago, but you're starting to get that mindset and you're naturally around driven humans. Like you're around people that really want to challenge themselves. You work together, you work towards a common goal. And as I got out of competing and like the business took off, it's sort of like that, but not really. And thankfully I'm, that's why I love being a part of the podcast community. Cause it is a lot of like-minded humans like us. Like right. we're out there. Most of us are doing it for free. We just have something important to say, or so we think. And we're, we're out here just to do something positive. So it's really, really pure right now. And I, and I love that. And I've seen kind of lacrosse take off once the money hits and I've seen CrossFit do the same thing. So I know that will happen with podcasting, but right now is a really special time. I'm super here for everyone to monetize it accordingly and, and, and do it with, you know, your heart first, but it, it has to be with some really transparent, open conversation and a constant self-awareness. So with my businesses, I really try and work with like you said, good humans that are really out here to do things the right way. I'm here for social media. I think it's streamlined and open up opportunity for businesses like us exponentially. You know, we, we don't have to pay all this money. We've taken away a lot of power from these major media stations and whatnot and, and diversified that. Anyone can get on the mic now. Anyone can get on YouTube. So there is definitely an upside. There's just this major transition period of like anyone can do and say anything they want. We're all believing it to now like, oh shit, okay, everyone is out here. How do I diversify what I'm consuming and how do I trust what I'm consuming? And I think it takes community leaders like us to get out there and constantly be like, here's some good people. Here's, here, here's my failures. Here's my checks and balances. So I bring that all back to my business and I try and really seek out good people to work with that are like-minded. So as we're collectively, you know, putting a, a strategy together or a marketing plan or what have you, the base of it is still, are we putting positive vibes into the world? As cliche as that sounds, I think that's what we need more than ever. Like the government, whatever, whatever side you sit on, like just we're gonna let them figure it out. You know, it all comes back to our home and what we're doing and what we can control. And that's what I can control. So I can be intentional with my energy and time and mission and get good people together to do good things. Yes. Love that. Love that. I mean, it's so in alignment, like the putting the positive vibes in the world, right? Like that's so in alignment with what Ron and I do with how, you know, us choosing like we're, if you're on a mission to make money, like you're not going to work with us. If you're on a mission to make an impact, then we potentially could help you depending on right what you need. Right. And, and so it's when everybody, if everybody could have a mindset with some kind of mission like that, like the world would be such a much, much better place. And so absolutely love that. But, but let's talk, I, I love your pro tip when you talk about who, 
on tumercantilatequila.com. Dream, believe, achieve. Yeah. Tell me about that statement. Tell me what that means to you. Um, well, I used to say that in college, like when we were out drinking, like we'd be like, finish your beer, dream, believe, achieve, like just as being an ass when that's the tequila side of the brand. But it kind of carried over. Universe is, is, I always say God, universe, Madonna, whatever you believe. Universe is like a, a tricky mistress. Like you never know what's going to come back and kind of smack you. But it's the truth. I think now we're in this major transition period of corporate world. Here's how we grew up. And it's like no emotion, no feelings. You do your job and you work 40 hours and you don't ask questions and blah. So now it's like, I don't want to work. Da, da, da. The consumer savvy. We can see everything. So we're in this major transition of how things used to be done into now, how they're going to be done. And our young people are like, F it. I don't need a Bentley with rims. I don't care. About I don't want bills. I don't want this. Like everything, the status quo is changing so miraculously. It's insane. So again, I'm excited. People like us are on the mic because I think we can help facilitate that transition. But wh wh which one did you call it? What pro tip? Oh, dream, believe, chief. So yeah. I was, I had another one stirring in my mind. So as I was like kind of reliving and rethinking and putting this, all my mission statement together around Tumic and Tequila, I was like, dude, dream, believe, achieve is exactly what it is. Like we're in the energy. You got to visualize, you got to believe into it. And then it will happen. Just like you said, it's, you can be, yes, I do want a lot of money. Yes. I want to be profitable. I want to monetize. But first, if you just have impact and do it the right way and you get that control, the money will come. And that's like the reverse of how we grew up and thinking like everything. If you ever took a business class in college, they didn't teach you that way. And now it's like, no, no, no. And our consumers can see that they can go in and be like, Corey and Ron are cool. They grew up, they're from Colorado, this and this. And you know what? I'm going to buy or download their podcast because of this, this and this, not because I'm necessarily getting the tips. And it might be both. But our consumers now will dig into the minutia of who you are, what you've done, and your why. And that will influence their purchasing power versus us like coercing them into actually consuming or buying the product. So it's a whole reversal of the system. So dream, believe, achieve, I think is a really easy mantra that is probably truer now than even when I was in college drinking beer. I love that. <laughs> I, I love the whole mistress and we'll smack you across. <laughs> it's so real. That. No, it's, it is true because you never know. What's going to stick? Our show is a perfect example of it because how we named our show, like if we would have known, hey, we're going to be known for the name of the show and rebrand everything, we may have thought of a different name of the show <laughs> because it was not a very glamorous way how we came about it. It just kind of lucked into it. And so we like it. But I love the whole self-awareness piece. And when you're... I, I, I would love to hear your take on how you help someone become self-aware because there's so many people going through life. And, and I was, I was there, gosh, a while ago. I'm like, I say how long ago, a while ago, especially in the work world perception of how I thought people saw me and how I was showing up were two different things because I was not very self-aware. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was a slap in the face, not from the universe, but from my boss to get my act together on a couple of things, right? But how do you help people that maybe aren't quite there? For me personally, I mean, my journey, I try and kind of lead by example, because I think that's the best way to lead. And that always worked the best for me being an athlete. Like if a coach was telling me to run, you know, 5 million laps and I knew they hadn't run down the street, I'm kind of like, yeah. So I, I'm big on like leading by example. And, I, and that's why I try and share like my biggest failures. Obviously I've failed far more than I've ever succeeded. If you've ever been an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to be like kicked in the face multiple times, but and that's okay. Cause that's where your lessons are learned the most. And I'm definitely a, a hard lesson learner. Like I will, 
ah, we'll do it harder. I'll fix it. I'll do this. And it's like, no, you're not listening. Like I have to learn the lesson hard. So we're hopefully getting better at, at that as I get older because I'm getting exhausted. My last podcast I just released yesterday was I'm so effing tired because <laughs> it's not complaining, but it's like, truthfully, like we got to get back to this balance. I think the biggest thing is like, if you're really looking to pivot or something's trying to call you, go to somebody you do look up to and maybe listen to some of their journey or their failures and see how they've done it. Or just take a time out and really look at like, when have I really had a breakdown in life? And what was the cause of that? Like if my, you know, my boss, if I can, I'll take myself for an example. I've, I've been in a couple of work situations where built out major influencer teams, 75 plus people, a hundred affiliates, huge things. And then only to be like canceled, you know, through six months later and in my business, it leans into all my personal world. So I'm super mindful on who I work with anyways. But it was a major awareness of like, did I, was I really communicating? We do some pretty forward things. Was I really communicating what we were doing to this business? Like, where was the breakdown? So that was excellent for opportunity for me to look back and have some self-awareness around like, okay, I know this happened. What was the actual cause? What was it me? Was it them? What was it? And nine times out of 10, it's somewhere in the middle, but usually you can look back and say like, where was I missing something in my own awareness or where was the holes in my game? Or what was I doing that was really strong that maybe they weren't picking up on. So I think to review your failures and just sit with it and really like pick it apart and say, where could I have done this better? And it could be big things. It could be small things. It could be maybe, you know, you got in a fight with the Starbucks lady or something as you're driving through. And it's like, was this really a problem? Was, am I really angry at them or am I angry at me? Like, I think little moments when you just don't feel like yourself can be really good pauses and be like, okay, let's start the self-awareness right now. And like, let's dial into what's really the situation versus like just creating the story and running down a rabbit hole. So many questions I want to talk about. So like, I might go in multiple different directions with you today, but who, I, I just want to get in it's because you mentioned your, your podcast episode that you dropped yesterday. I would love to hear what's been your favorite podcast episode that you've released. That's been more of a solo and kind of okay. just talking about that subject. And then maybe on the other side, what's been the favorite kind of interview. And so to anybody that comes on the, the shows as a guest, you're all amazing, I promise. But there's some that, you know, stand out that it has something that got you for whatever reason that it just made them so acceptable. So I'd love to hear kind of your two favorite that you've done. Because it looks like, I think you've got over a hundred, a little over a hundred episodes. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Total. 107, so. I think. Yeah. Shoot. I, I feel like it's like picking the favorite child. I don't have child dogs. So I don't know that I can really do that because they are, they're so different. But some of my ones, I actually, the solo cast is a little bit weird, but for some reason... I kind of like, I don't know if the audience does. I don't know. I'd have to go look at down, I guess if downloads are success, I have to go see which ones are the most successful, but I like the solo ones because they're more compact and short and you can kind of just get in. I don't know if the audience does, but me showing up as the host, I, I like it. The one I just talked to, I don't know if I would say it's a favorite, but it was, I liked it because this last one, 107, I'm, I'm so effing tired because I just got on the mic and I was like, I was going to take a week off and I didn't. And it was just so raw. And I think I'm an acquired taste. So I don't know that everybody likes the way I, talk or it's fast and loud. And I say uh, like, it's super imperfect. So it's really raw at the, at the base of it. It's super authentic. You're catching me in a vulnerable moment. I talk about a breakdown, a breakthrough and nothing's even that big of a deal. I think it's just like high energy and we're just unpacking some shit. So I like that one. We'll see if everyone else did, but I, I'm a team sports player. So I like interviews. I like people coming on. I like, I, even the groups are pretty fun to pick a favorite Man, I don't know. I really enjoyed my conversation with Christy Whitman and author, um, super talented. And I really, I don't know if you guys has, have experienced this, but when you have some bigger names come on, sometimes it's it's different than 
just like people, you know, and like there's expectations. Sometimes they share, sometimes they don't, sometimes it's stiff and she's a bigger name. She's been on the Today Show. Her stuff's phenomenal, but just super human, super kind. We laughed. It was really an open conversation, super smart. She's into the energy and the woo. And I love all that. So that one stands out to me, but man, so many of my friends, Rhonda Kelly that I've had on that are, you know, involved with mental health and first responders. Like these are, there's just been some people that are just phenomenal human beings that I so deeply look up to. There's not one I could pick out, but the ones where they're just like incredible people. Those are my favorite. Oh my gosh. I think it's hilarious that you talked about just being Ron and you liking it because Corey and I, we just started a new show called the impactors. I don't want to say the word aggressive, but I'm, I'm aggressive more so than like, there's just no filter for Ron on that one. And, and I love that show so much. (laughs) Like, not that I don't love this show, but it's just a different vibe, right? Yeah. It's a different feel, you know, so that, that I love. And I, I love, I love your, your picture on the, where you're, you're meditating and, and you got a whole bunch. I'm trying to read the back. I love the whole vibe that you're coming across with and the creators and creative stuff. Let's talk a little bit about how you're bringing creatives into it because I'm creative and that's exciting for me. So it's, it's a very selfish question on my end. Thank you. Uh, No, I'm with you. We're all creatives in this room for sure. I I'm really glad that resonates with you because again, I'm throwing a lot on the wall here. Like I'm coming from like you guys probably our formal business space, which my process was never that formal because I've always been an entrepreneur. So some of these formalities just never hit me, but, and that's served me and not served me at times as we're getting into, it, I'm just really out here disrupting things and doing it the way I want to do it. Cause I just can't do it the way somebody else wants me to do it. So I'm hope I'm glad to hear that that's some feedback that it's sticking and it's resonating. Cause at the end of the day, I really don't know, but yeah, I, I think that's the one where I'm in some yellow pants and I'm actually sitting in front of yeah. a generation wild. That's a company out here in Colorado. Yeah. 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 It's an initi- It's really cool. They're called generation wild and it's an initiative where they're helping get kids outside. And I think it's Colorado parks and recs, but that's just a thing. They had it by a park near me. So that's another really cool initiative that's happening. So turmeric and tequila is questioning a better way when gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. And we get into a lot of diversity, inclusion, social issues, a really heavy stuff. And I, as I was talking about some of these quote unquote problems, I'm like, well, man, we're talking about it, but what is, what's a solution? And I'm like, well, anytime I've had people that weren't like me, anytime we've become really good friends, it's because of a common denominator, CrossFit, lacrosse, fitness, you know, art, music, whatever. So I'm like, this is all creativity. Like if we can highlight creatives and creativity and art, like we may not speak the same language or whatever, but we both play across. We both love pop art. If we can establish that common ground, then I think that opens up the door for these heavier conversations. So I almost wanted to reverse a little bit and highlight my creatives of like, okay, let's, yes, we, yes, we have the heavy conversation, but let, let's talk about podcasting. Let's talk about the shirt you designed. Let's talk about this in an aggressive way, in a whatever authentic way that it is. And then let's get in, let's establish that common ground. Then let's get into, you know, socioeconomic status and uh, amongst consumer packaged goods and equality in the workplace and whatever. And then we can have the heavy conversation. So I, I saw that creative angle as almost a solution to facilitate that conversation to some heavier space. Does that make sense? Perfect. All right. So (laughs) you can talk to me and then go right to Corey like that. That's what that told me. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So you were a a speaker at PodFest, right? Yeah. that, That was already, that already happened, right? So tell us about that experience. Tell us about how, how you became uh, a speaker there and all that fun stuff. 
Sure. Well, so last year, right before the pandemic, uh, or I guess two years ago, whatever, with the last um, podcast that was in person in Florida, I think it was March. That panic was like just starting. I think we just made the cutoff. Anyways, I was probably, I don't even know, 15 shows in, brand new, but what a pivotal experience. So shout out to Chris and everybody that had any coordination in that event. Amazing. Met so many people, my audio engineer, Theon, and people that have been instrumental in my podcasting process moving forward. So amazing event. So when I had the opportunity or they called out for speakers, when it was virtual, I threw my hat in the ring and I was super excited to talk about my podcast, Graceful Disruption. Uh, I don't even know that it was that creative a speech, but I really leaned heavy into comparing my athletic journey with my professional journey and then into how we can really just show up in life outside of athletics and, and profession. Like how are we really being as human beings? And I talked about one of my favorite quotes, Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. And it's really not about failing. It's just about showing up, getting kicked in the face and knowing that you put your best out there and that no matter what you at least know that you were out there and you you had the ability to win or get kicked or whatever while everyone else was just standing on the sidelines so it was amazing I, I think it was good it's so hard when you're virtual and you're you can't like feel the energy of people but it was it was good I enjoyed it I will say that my follow-up to that because it, obviously you're a guest on our show today you have your own podcast with guests you know speaking in different places can do a, num- a whole number of great things for one's business when positioned correctly. So tell us, like, what's your philosophy on that visibility aspect and getting people around and getting in front of the right people for your your company? What's kind of, did PodFest do something specifically for you? Or is it just kind of like the overall theme of just more and more conversations like that? Yeah, well, I think that this through line that Dream, Believe, Achieve is really big here because I really intentional strategy. I I, like you guys, we do this professionally and I've really taken the past year and a half, probably, but starting out five years ago, getting my energy, right. Being clear on what I really want, like getting into the, I'll say the woo, but like just energy visualization and being clear on like, what do I want my future to look like? In addition to like strategy, like what am I doing on Facebook? What am I doing Instagram? What am I doing speaking? But really, I think that step one is internally being clear on what you want, getting your vibes correctly, getting your energy right, getting your goals together. And then I think opportunity shows up and PodFest was kind of one of those opportunities. I really wasn't intentional about being a speaker. I was a comm major in college, but I'm like, you know, I've been podcasting for a year and a half. Like, am I qualified to be a speaker? Is this imposter syndrome? Like, whatever, we'll just, we'll go out there. (laughs) I get man in the arena. If we walked out scarred in Maine, like, okay. I think do as much as you can without completely burning out. And we're in such evolving space, especially in podcasting where there's no, there's no roadmap. There's no rule of thumb. Just do everything and be as intentional as possible, but also be clear on what you want and be open to opportunity as it's coming in. Like being flexible, I think is my best piece of advice out there. Like be aware and be flexible because if you get your energy right, stuff will come in. So now I have to ask, since I teased how we came up with our name and I've shared it multiple times on our show, how did you come up with your name? Well, again, we, I do like brain boards, like whiteboards with companies on branding, but this was so, this just no whiteboard. I'm like turmeric and tequila. This is it. Cause it's my life is literally like the devil and the angel. I'm definitely like 50, 50 all the time. Like I'm, when I'm healthy, like I eat clean, I train still hard and We've gone to the games, we've gone, you know, top 20 D1 athlete, blah, blah, blah. But then we're out having fun. Like it's fun time. Like it's literally like yin and yang. I love people. I love socialization. I love like parades and like events and all of it. So it was just kind of this perfect marrying of things. And I, I'm, I love turmeric. I think it's miraculous. It's, it's been around for ages and so many cultures can tell you so much more about it than I even know, but I know it's great. And tequila is like the cleanest of all the alcohols. So it's like the, the best version of, and I've really grown an affinity with tequila and um, it's plant-based and blah, blah, blah. So it was like 
it was just the marrying of the world. So turmeric and tequila, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to get this. But ironically, like when I wear the shirt out, which if you know me, I'm in it all the time. People are like, yeah, 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 turmeric. I love it. I'm like, go to podcast. And they're like, I think they don't even care about the podcast. They're just like <laughs> turmeric and tequila. So maybe we'll just become an apparel company. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> but we'll take it. Any positive feedback I'm here for. Truth. Awesome. All right. So you're saying that my whiskey is not good. It's not good for me. Is that what I just heard? Well, I started out Jameson used to be my go-to again, Natty light, you know, college beer. <laughs> then it was like Jameson whiskey. And then just anything that wasn't clear, I could just tell I was like slightly more hungover. My body just didn't, you know, process it oh as God. well. And uh, I come from a lot of like human optimization, like sports performance, neuro performance, like we can get into the minutia. So like, as I was like going through, like even wine and beer, anything fermented, my body doesn't really do well on. So I just started eliminating anything that was like, made me feel like crap. And we landed on tequila. It, it's so funny you said that because I like dark rum, rum and Coke. Love it. That's my thing. <laughs> and I, I buy an expensive rum and I was like, I wonder if I can just get this other rum. It looks the same. The bottle's the same. Oh my gosh. I felt horrific. Yeah. I had a stomach ache. I had a headache the next day. I was like, what is going on? Like, seriously, that just happened. Super processed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was gross. So even I will say, I don't know if you use like Coke zero or regular Coke, you're probably better off with just regular sugar Coke versus like any of these other like sugar substitutes or chemicals. Like mm. you, you will feel all those things. Mm, that's good yeah. to know. I'm going to have to go try it immediately. Yeah. Just to check it out. Try it yourself. Right and every everybody's different. Like nutrition, everyone tries to give these one size fits all, just like or fitness. Like some people like CrossFit, some like yoga. Like it's so individual. You really have to do some trial and error for you. But I definitely believe in the cleaner, the purer, the better the quality, the better it's going to be on your body. Hmm. I mean, it's still alcohol too. So we we're, we still have some cost benefit analysis happy. All right. So hindsight definitely got to ask you a little bit of, of a question that you can hopefully help our audience get better foresight. And, and my, my question revolves around, I want to stick with your fitness background, because you've talked a lot about how that's kind of guided you and how you love the team aspect. And, and I know Ron and I, like we, we work better with teams and, and we, we thrive in that environment versus when we're solo, like we'll sit and work on zoom and not talk to each other for a couple hours because we get more stuff done. And, and, and so just that team environment, you know, and, and I'm, you know, big athlete in the past, didn't go as far as, as the college world, but I still love sports, go to sports, been coaching my son's baseball competitively for the last seven years. And, you know, just anything sports related and team related, like that speaks to me very much. So, so in hindsight, with the fitness journey in mind, what's kind of like that thing that you took to your business that you didn't really start right away, but then three, four or five years later, you're like, Oh, I've known that since I was a kid. Why didn't I just implement that right away? What's, what's that advice there? Oh, I, I know the answer immediately, but I will say there were so many things. So my lacrosse business, I always say fostering life skills through sports because I was a kid in class. I was like, why am I learning algebra? Like, especially now there's an app for that. Like, what is all this crap? I only cared about it because I was, I was for, for, I wanted to play lacrosse in college. I'm here for my teachers, but I think a lot of our whole curriculum them can be updated. We need some life skills in there. Cooking, relationship management. <laughs> Anyways, finances. Number one, absolutely. You are so lucky when you are around, again, like-minded humans as an athlete. 
it's the people you surround yourself with are everything. And I didn't realize that as much as I do now, because we were with those teams, you were, you're with people because of a sport. And again, that's that common ground that played into my creativity now. And like, you know, then it fostered relationships on a deeper level, but you just don't realize how early on, how lucky you are to have those kiddos and parents that brought those kiddos that are probably like each other because they're like, you know, let's train, let's better ourselves. Let's get better at something. Let's do, maybe it's knitting, maybe it's music, maybe it's theater, whatever. You just have some common ground, but you're, you're collectively getting better to, to work towards a common goal. And being around humans like that is the difference in my opinion between successful monetarily and then successful, actually happy and monetarily. Like where you, you show up and you want to be around people because it's an accountability factor. It's a inspiration factor. And it's something that you just, you're not coerced into doing. You just want to be like these people. So you maintain your greatness because you're around great people. I love that. There's, there's so much to be said around the people that you surround yourself with. What's, I, I almost have a follow-up question to this hindsight, which I've never done before. So yeah, it's 240 <laughs> episodes in and yeah. we've never had the follow-up. We've never had a follow-up question. to the hindsight question, but I'm going to ask it. So, all right. So you've talked a lot around, you know, that particular time in your life, learning those life skills, right? What about the mindset of the athlete into your business? How has that helped? Exponentially. I tore my ACL in 2001 at college. And again, I was a Denver kid out East at George Mason University. And I had turned down scholarship to walk on, blah, blah, blah. Came to Denver, had the best game of my life. All my whole family was out here. One game back, we were at UMBC in old school turf and tore my ACL. And like, that was my first experience with like true depression. Like my identity was lacrosse player and I'm 2000 miles away and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know how much my identity wrapped into that. And that, I don't know if I want to call it a skill set. I almost want to think it's something that's not ideal. I'm like that with my business. Like if I'm competing across it, we're going to the games. If I'm doing my business, we're going to have, you know, the biggest partners or whatever, whatever my version of success is with those. So really learning to balance that out and not having one thing be everything, which is still really, really hard for me, that skill set. And I think it's good because you, you are really so committed to something and you, you can arise over adversity and there's so many upsides to it, but really that balance of you got to be able to have some space between you and your goal, the mission, the business, the relationship, whatever, and, and have that space. You just really, truly have that balance. So that really carried over to my business. Like when I was in, I was all in. And now the tumor can we've, we've found that balance sort of most days where we're letting go. We're just going to go work out. We're just going to do this. And uh, I think I'm like, you guys are, I, I love what I get to do. Like, this is awesome. We get a pod. Like, why do I not want to be doing this? Right. Um, I don't. So you have to take conscious breaks. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, love that. All right. So you now Colorado, we have, we have the professional outdoor team and then we have got the indoor team. Where's your go-to? Do you love the, the more outdoor outlaws I'm stuff. Guess outdoor i'm guessing I, that's my guess what? too <laughs> i like i like all of it but i have truthfully gotten so out of lacrosse like there was lacrosse and crossfit took over and now podcasting is like the new that i say business is the new fitness because like we're in it deep now but i would i love any event i just went to a rapids game two weekends ago that was super fun i played soccer growing up but i love any sort of event especially now 2021 we can be back together people are getting together they're drinking beer they're having a good time like I love all of it. So I'm the mammoth do a phenomenal job of making it fun. If you've never been to a lacrosse game, it's a little harder to follow if you don't know lacrosse, but they do a great job. And you guys know Colorado, we have anything sports wise, it sticks to the wall. So it's, it's, we're a pretty amazing sports community. Yeah. yeah. So I've got season tickets to the mammoth and okay. I just, I love going to those games. Yeah. And I was super sad last year when they got canceled. So hopefully I think it's not supposed to start till 
January of 2022, but you know, I, I'm looking forward to that next round. So they, I love the sports aspect. Job. Well, yeah. uh, you know, Ron is a c- avid Cubs fan, so he keeps trying to get me to watch the Rockies lose to the Cubs, and I, I, <laughs> it's I what actually I love the Rockies. So it's hard <laughs> for me going next to do week. That. So it's good. Very cool. Yeah, I, I mean, and Coors, like you can't. That field is if you don't love baseball, go there to just sit there and look at the stadium and eat a twelve dollar hot dog and a thirty two dollar beer. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> I told my wife that I have to take her to Wrigley one time because if you haven't seen a baseball game in Wrigley Field, you truly haven't seen a baseball game. And this was like, I remember going before they put the lights up and all the add-ons that they did. And I remember going in and I was like, it's so small. Like, it's like a really small stadium. I've never, I've only seen the outside of it. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's the best part right there. Yeah. The outside is cool, but the inside, it's so tiny. And I remember... I remember watching it because I used to go every year with my family when I was a kid. And when I first started going, they had the guy taking the numbers out and putting the numbers up in the yes. scoreboard. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> right? That's but, it's on my bucket list now. Okay. Oh yeah. You, you have to do it. Like Coors Field's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. But I'm from Chicago. So diehard Cubs fan. So what I do. I'm with it. Yeah. I hear it. the OG stuff. That's right. <laughs> Boo Cubs. Boo Cubs. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So before Ron and I get in an argument on baseball of all things, let's, I wanted to ask you, like, who is your ideal person to work with? Who is, you know, who are you really trying to help and what problem are you really solving for them? And I know we talked a lot about brand management and that kind of stuff, but, but who is that ideal person? And, and, and really, how do you, again, I think the energy, like the vibe attacks, attracts the tribe, like all the cliches, all the dorky stuff we heard growing up. I think it's so real and getting like that positive outlook and people just kind of come through. I can so tell when I'm out of alignment. Cause like, I can see opportunities. It's like you're searching more than you're receiving. And then when you do feel good and you feel things feel easy and you're in alignment, like stuff really does just come in and you kind of got to experience that to really believe it. And I don't think you stay in, it. I think you have to kind of work to stay balanced and in alignment and things will come in. But my ideal human to work with, like as far as on my team is usually an athlete, someone that gets it, that has gone through it, that just understands working towards a common goal for the greater good. And you just do it. And like, it's just like, usually there's less management there. Like people just get it. My ideal customer is, or client is somebody, I mean, I, I, we've done so much with like supplements and consumer packaged goods and those things, but I love some of these nutrition companies that are coming out that are really super clean and our kiddos are getting it. They're understanding how important it is to eat clean food. I love most of the technology stuff where it's streamlining some things, but really you know, I, I like the companies that are dealing with issues directly environmentally with turmeric and tequila. We're, we're working to partner. I haven't fully announced this yet, but we're working to partner with some apparel companies because they're such a major polluter, the industry as a whole to take some of their stuff off their hands. We're going to brand it, partner with the cause and do a big kickback and hopefully plan an event around that. So this is again, the big, we're still in the dream stage of this one, but we believe That's it. Cool. So we know we'll achieve yeah. it. But I, I like the companies that are intentional about what they're doing. That's the mission driven piece. And they're hitting an issue head on environment, socioeconomic status, equality, diversity. Like those are, are the, are the companies, the groups of humans, the brands we want to work with. No, I, I think there's so much to be on that. And, and what you said around alignment, it kind of reminds me of like your car alignment. Like mm-hmm. you don't just get alignment once and it's good for the rest of its life. Like you hit a curb, guess what's going to happen? Your alignment's out of whack. You got to go get it tuned up and get it going. And, and that's where you come in to help them get that tuned up and get going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we try. We, like I said, if anyone's listening, they're like, well, how do you, like, I, it's taking me years to be like, get back to like, it, I think it starts with your self assessment, like core values. What do you care about? What do you want? Like 
all that first and then the alignment happens, you know, mm -hmm. so you got to find the right car and then really take care of it. Right, right. And my wife won't let me get a Tesla. I've tried multiple times. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. I don't know that I disagree with her, but you follow your heart. <laughs> you were supposed to say it's a great car. Here. It's, it's they're thing. gorgeous. I just supposed you to know. say you're supposed to say it's a great car, Rachel. You should let Ron buy one. Is exactly I'm... what you're supposed to say. And then I'll make a cool sound bite out of it and share it. It'll be perfect. I got to side with my girls out here. You know, cars in general are the, the most depreciating asset you can invest in. I don't know if they maintain their value. I'm going to guess that they don't. But if all things invest in cars are like pretty much the it worst. Is. If it's it if is. it's your favorite thing, it's important to you. Life short. You know, as I said, follow your heart. But investment wise, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not the direction I thought it was going to go for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rachel, I got your. So Rachel will not have to listen to this episode, but you know, you could talk with her about the alignment aspect. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so or she'll drink some tequila. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could do that. Kristen, I've got a, one final uh, question for you. And, uh, you know, it's just really a tip to leave with any aspiring podcasters, whether they've launched or they just launched or they're in that state of, do I keep going? What's, what's the advice for, for those podcasters and future podcasters out there? Just keep showing up that simple. Just keep showing up, have your plan, have your strategy, have your goals, do all that. But again, this is such evolving space and it gets hard. We're not really getting paid off this. Even if you are getting paid, it's really hard to eat off of it. Like this, we're in a passion place, but it's super pure right now. It's amazing humans. Like everyone's doing this because they love it. So right now is a super special time. Get in it, stay with it and just learn where you can connect with the community, mine the gold where it is. Cause I know it is a labor of love but keep showing up and keep the faith that podcasting is the next thing. It really is. It's, it's taking off in so many levels. You see like Netflix getting in and all these big dogs, like, you know, once the big players start getting in again, that's when it starts to get a little bit more tainted because you know, natural evolution, but stay in it, keep showing up. We're ahead of the game and it's fun and it's right. great people. So oh, just keep showing up. It, it's an absolute blast. And, and I appreciate you coming out and, and chatting with us today. Yeah. Where I, I know there are people have resonated with you so much on this conversation. Where can people get with you? What do you got going on? Tell, tell us a little bit about Future State. Yeah. Well, I mean, check us out. We're on turmeric and tequila.com. You from there, you can get to koalliance.com, my business. My personal IG is Madonna's Hero. I'm a huge Madonna's fan, a Madonna fan. Turmeric Tequila is the IG. I mean, if you get to any one of those, you can find all the rest of them. But we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok, which I probably should consult with an eight-year-old to dial that in. We're on LinkedIn. We're kind of everywhere right now. I'm just seeing what's sticking and we're super unfiltered, super unedited. It's we're showing up. We're here to have a good time. We're here to question a better way. And we're kind of here just to blaze some trail and see where we can get some business done and have some fun. There you go. There you go. Perfect. I love it. I love that you, you add balance, right? Like you want to work hard, you want to play hard. And that's just how you operate. And I uh, absolutely love that. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a blast, been an honor and definitely Denver meetup sometime soon with the fellow podcasters in the works for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and energy. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Ron. Always fun to talk to another Denver fellow Denver folk a person hanging out with us and in the works, you and I showing up on Turmeric and Tequila Live. But before we get too far, I'm sure you got a couple takeaways from today. Oh my gosh. Well, it was funny because she was talking about being your best you. Okay. And, and not 
Well, it's, it's hard for me to explain it. So I'm going to share a story. And it's a story that I just heard around Michael Jordan. There was a finals game that he was playing that they got blown out. And I can't remember who it was. And he said to the locker room, I can't believe this guy uh, that was guarding me say he was going to, he went on the news and was going to totally shut me down, blah, 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 and make it so I couldn't score, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting, I'm butchering this story, but you get the idea. And like he went into like uber detail. Like it was almost that he just kept watching the show over and over again to like motivate himself. Okay. So they interviewed the guy that he played against. He goes, you know, why would you give Michael Jordan this kind of bulletin board material? And he goes, I never, never said any of that at all. So they went back to Michael Jordan and he, he admitted he made it up. He made the whole thing up in his head to make him be a better person of himself because he felt the only competition was to be a better him is to compete against himself not anybody else. But it was crazy the length he went to to create this story that never existed just to motivate himself to become a better you. So one, be you, define you as you and not your business and become the best you you can be. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, communication and understanding where communication can break down. If you fix where your communication is breaking down, be it with a business partner, with a spouse, with your clients, with your team, whoever, you'd be shocked to realize sometimes the communication, nine times out of 10, is your fault. So really understand and do a self-assessment on the communication, take responsibility for it, and move forward. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, any of that communication stuff, that first stop should be looking in the mirror before you look to other people. So I definitely love that. There was a couple of other things, and I'm going to butcher a quote that she had. So quote, as close to as possible as I can remember, but the people you surround yourself with is everything, Mm -hmm. right? And we talk about the people that it takes to build a team. We talk about how much better we are with a team and working with a team, right? Like all the stuff that goes in that. And, and so that just stuck with me close to the quote as possible, but you know, and, and I've been, I've thought about that for years, like, you know, and we've talked about this, the, you know, yeah. five people, five, your five closest friends, you're most likely in the middle of them of whatever that is, right. Whether it be financially or, or how you operate as a human being, right. Like the, your five closest people that you're around, that's probably something of how you are. And, and so the people that you surround yourself with, is everything. And so I'm going to leave with that. Thank you everyone for listening, for watching, for being around and hanging out with us on Hindsight Hacking. Thanks guys. Did you know that Hindsight Hacking Media Agency, we do all things podcast from launch. If you're already doing 10,000 downloads in a week, we handle everything. All you have to do, record it and forget it. Guys, if you're launching a podcast, get with these guys. I could not honestly hit the charts without them. I'm not getting paid for this, but working with both of you, the professionalism and the system that you guys had to launch the podcast, you guys killed it. We want to help the impactors create an impact by just letting you be you and not worry about all this other crazy stuff. Connect with us. All the links will be in the show notes. See you next time. Go create an impact.